Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What the hell? You already had some? Oh, I brought some, but, but it's okay. Because I just came from my cousin's house. And uh, I had a couple sips over there. Oh, yeah, all right, all right. Three, two, one. We are on the air. This is Thesis, Everything is Everything. I am your host, Jay Marie. Sitting here with me is Dean, host of Minds of Mankind and Los. We are in the bunker today, and uh, we have a lot to talk about. <clears throat> but first of all, just want to say thanks for being here with us. We actually just sat down together, so everything's fresh. And uh, it looks like we have a couple bottles sitting out here. I actually personally brought my... Um, I just came from another, uh, you know, a little meetup. So I got my little bottle of vodka here, little Sky. You know, it's okay, little... Little uh, uh, vodka lemonade. Y'all know I like that vodka lemonade. Then there's a bottle of uh, let me see. So well, Dean, we don't, we don't say names. We don't give free advertising. Free advertising. What did I say? <laughs> did I say? Oh, it's a blue bottle of le of vodka. And then there's a white bottle. <laughs> she happened to get that picture. <laughs> we got some Crown. We have some Goose. And uh, some Brewski over there. Some Ultra. And a box of, uh, what was it? Miller Lite. Miller Lite. Miller Lite, baby. Coming to you live from Zombieland in the middle of, no wait, we're not in the heart of Texas. We are in the northern edges of extremities. Did you get a Pepsi by any chance? Ah, oh, fuck, dude. Ah, oh, my bad. I'm yeah, oh, so sorry, bro. Ah! I'll go, bro. I'll go, because we need it. We need it for you. And it's cool. Anyway, it's two blocks away. No, no. Yeah, we need it for you, man. a little bit for a second. Yes, sir. Ahorita boy. Ahorita boy. Oh, you got that link? I want you to hear some. Okay, guys, out there in the in the, yeah. in the audio world. So, I, uh, somebody sent me a link of a little part of a press conference, or I'm not sure if, if the if the video itself is a, like, quote-unquote public service announcement uh, in New York by the mayor. Uh, I believe it's New York. So, we're going to listen to it together uh, here, and uh, then we're going to see uh, what we think about it. <clears throat> and uh, I think a lot of you out there who's heard some of the shows... Uh, something is going to jump out at you, hopefully, and uh, then that's where we're going to go from. So, Los, do we have the the audio ready? It's up right now. All right. This is freaking, uh, I don't even know, I don't even know uh, the, the where to say it. It's, 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 uh. Alright, let me finish rolling this up while we're at it. Now look, thank you everyone who's done it the right way, but we still know there's some people who need to get the message. And that means sometimes making sure the enforcement is there to educate people and make clear we got to have social distancing. So, now it is easier than ever when you see a crowd, when you see a line that's not distanced, when you see a supermarket that's too crowded, anything... You can report it right away so we can get help there to fix the problem. And now it's as simple as taking a photo. All you got to do is take the photo and put the location with it and bang, send a photo like this and we will make sure that enforcement comes right away. 
text the photo to 311-692, and action will ensue. Enforcement will come to get the help we need, or you can use the 311 app, send that photo there, and you'll make sure immediately there's follow-up. Look, this is important. I want to keep reminding people, it's about saving lives. Sending that photo in is going to help make sure that people are kept apart, and that's going to stop the disease from spreading, and that's going to save lives. All right. Thank you, Mayor. So that was, just so you know, that was Mayor de Blasio from New York York. City. Mayor de Blasio. Just think about what he said. And so I'll just start with this. It's like, I mean, you know, we've mentioned about it. And I mean, we 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 know how tyranny works. uh, And we know there's tyrannical uh, governors out there, mayors and whatever, all over the place, all over the world, really. And I mean, these these type of things should be jumping out at people when they hear this, because as history buffs, we've been over it. Plenty of times, and uh, it's like, okay, wow, you know. I mean, there, to me, it's just like, wow. <laughs> there's really, it's just hard to to put it in, in in like in words, you know. In some ways, I I I expect certain stuff like this, but just hearing it, it's I don't even want to say creepy. Creepy is not even the right word. It's just like, hmm, like mm-hmm. you know, Twilight Zone ish. Something, go. something, you know, and um, oh, it's okay, like, and it's all good. Hey, it's for your own good, right? It's all good. All you gotta do is send this picture, location, no problems, all nice and sweet. So, see, like, Mark Levin has this word, I don't know where he got it from, but they they call it soft tyranny. So, when the, the reason why they say soft tyranny is because, look, this doesn't feel like it's it, it's not in. It, <clears throat> it doesn't feel um, aggressive tactics, you know. It doesn't. It's not a. It's not the cops coming to your door, you know. It's nothing like that. It's more soft. It's like, oh look, it's for your own good, you know. But at the same time, it's tyranny because why? Because now you're telling on each other or whatever. And then what kind of penalties come to the people who are you're telling on? Yep. Is that he's gonna get a ticket? Or are they gonna go? To, you know what I'm saying? Like this. This develops this whole. And, uh, and it's, it's okay. So, so that's, so, so that's in New York and see, and the reason, the reason I wanted to show that was because today is is Saturday here in Dallas and, and in our County, they, it went in at midnight this morning. They put an issue. So if we ever, if we go to any store, anything that's open, you have to wear a mask. And and our county judge came out and did the same kind of speech. It's for your own good and this and that. And he also mentioned enforcement. We're not, you know, don't worry about we're going to have to be giving out tickets because I'm sure everybody's going to comply. But see, that's how it starts. That's how it starts. Yeah. With these type of people. Yeah. Because how much is enough? What's stopping him from saying, damn it. You know what? Now y'all got to wear rubber gloves. What? Damn, why am I fucking with rubber gloves? Now there's not going to be any rubber gloves at the store. It's just... <sighs> these people. They're not, they're not thinking Dude, things boxes through. boxes of masks, cheap-ass masks, are going 5 for $10, man. These are disposable masks for $10. Come on. It's highway robbery now. What the fuck they expect, man? And see, here's the problem. Because, so... 
I've 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 talked about it theoretically about how some people are gonna be like, hey, you you're not wearing a mask or whatever, right? Yep. Unfortunately, like my dad now, my dad, you know, he's not he's not over exaggerating, but they were at the store. But see, he kind of buys in a little bit. I don't even know because he was gun ho about not buying into crazy stuff. But he was at the store and he just told me. And then one of the baggers came over to bag his stuff that wasn't wearing a mask. And my dad said, and I told him, hey, move around, move around. You ain't wearing a mask, you know? So, you know, he made a little commotion at the store. And I'm like, damn, see? Damn, no, I don't be doing it. You know, but that's him. That's how he is. He's like, no, nah, germs and everything. Like, okay, whatever. But if he does it, if my pop did that, how many other folks probably feeling the same when they... And even, when they, and even on a whole nother level. I mean, there's people that will literally fight you like for violence. That, be violent over it. Yeah. And that's just Pops taking a turn from the old way to now this way to being protective. But some of these people will take it to a violent level. Yeah. You know? And imagine an unstable person. Exactly. I mean, I'm sure most of the times when something pops off, I mean, there's some sort of instability there. If, if you're willing to walk into a place and just start cracking people in the head... Okay, there is some instability there, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, but, but, but they're going to find that and, as the excuse. And so imagine that, that unstable mind at home. Corona, corona, cover, virus, it's in the air, and they can sneeze, blah, blah, blah. And then he sees somebody at the place, and he's already aggravated about something, and this guy's not wearing a mask. I can see, like, he's already, ah, and then, or, or something, right? <sighs> Dude, it's freaking ridiculous. I'm like, I, I want to be more vocal, but, I mean, like, out loud, like, I want to go stand outside of Kroger and yeah. freaking, like, like, come on, people, like, what the hell? How much are, how much are we willing to take? But unfortunately, I think it, I wouldn't get a good response. I'd probably get beat up. <laughs> I'd probably get beat up. Like, get him out of here. Get him out of here. <laughs> right winger or something. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, bro. But luckily, we have a badass governor and He's he's ready to open up some shit, you know. So I'm not like that's my problem with all of this is I'm not saying what's right. Um, my problem is is they know the shit that they're instigating. You know what I'm saying? And and um, I and let me be specific. The people who are talking very aggressively towards people not wearing masks um they're they're gonna instigate a um an altercation that 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 can escalate real quick and and somebody can get hurt and um I think it's going to be somewhat justified in certain ways because we and and we might even confuse it with our with our own freedom to live type thing to 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 have um a chance to to be healthy and and things like that um and and if somebody's infringing on that it almost seems like well it's kind of lawful. It's okay to, it's, this is like my six feet space. And, and, um, I know that say your, your pops or something, you know, going like that, 
um, kind of uh, getting upset with the with the uh, sacker for not having a mask. And before he was not really buying into that. But even though you don't necessarily have to buy into it fully once the standard is set, it's it's like, well, this guy has a, 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 a sacker that has a mask on and so does the rest of the five aisles. And mine's is the only one that doesn't. This, you know, you feel like, well, that's not right. There's, there's that standard set already. Mm-hmm. And then I know that I had this old guy like coming up on me pretty, pretty much. Um, and I told him, hey, oh, hey, back up a little. You know what I'm saying? Because um, he was like coming up to touch me and everything, like to talk to me. You About know masks or something? Or? No, like he, he, oh, cut, okay. he was following a line. And we stepped over this little rope that was real low because there was nobody in line. Like we would have to go up and down mm-hmm. this this little aisle turn turnstile thing, and then so instead we just walked over the rope. But we all kind of waited and gave each other our space, and then like walked further down mm-hmm. to go over the rope, not like right behind the person, just so that we keep staying that little distance. The distance, okay, okay. And then, but he comes. You know, he's behind me and he comes like right over the rope, right where I am. And and I got, keep in mind, somebody right in front of me, a couple. And and so he's basically going to make me move into them or I'm going to have to let him basically uh, kind of come back me and back of me and touch me and everything, mm-hmm. you know. And he's an older cat. I mean, I, I I could be more worried about him than myself, you know. And that's the thing, even though I'm not. I don't say buying into it and all this, of course. I mean, what's there to buy into? You can get it like anybody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not anything to buy necessarily for me, but but um, do I concern myself with it that much? Not as much as most because maybe it's the same thing as um, when we're driving in the rain. A lot of people get, get a lot more uh, tight and... and and scared when they're in the rain and uh, maybe it doesn't bother me as much either there so it's not necessarily maybe because it's a virus and oh he don't know and that's why he's he's uninformed and that's why he doesn't care well i don't know maybe i just don't really live my life in like a fearful mode for a lot of things that 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 maybe a lot of people would um some people are just scared to go flying i mean they they have a fearful nature of, of certain things, and um, but usually because somebody fears flying, uh, and it might affect theirs, their uh, being, they don't usually tell somebody else, "Well, you shouldn't fly because I'm scared to fly," and um, sometimes it seems like that with the way people are talking, and and it almost seems like they have some kind of insider information that we don't. But it's but they don't. It's it's just still media stuff. It's um, you know when when a governor says, well they're gonna do this, and then people attack it, um in a in a sense of uh, the it's the way they attack it, right? Like it's okay to to oppose things, but when people just use little simple terms like 
this is stupid and this is horrible and this is it's like well well hold up i mean um this guy has a lot of insight to things that we don't and and then knows um what parts of uh the economy can probably be kicked in more than others in a certain staged out way and um so it's not that we just buy all of that hook, line, and sinker or something uh, all the time. I mean, I guess it would depend on who your governor is and what are they doing. But it's just the simple terms of it. Like, um, and and we can't we can't just say, well, people don't care about lives and this and that. Um, I mean, there's going to be mass starvation in in certain parts of the world that provide things for for us shoppers here and uh you know people like to call us a big consumer nation which we are and uh but but sometimes people you know look their nose down at us to uh, uh when when they think about it but at the same time a lot of that funds a lot of the world's economy and our, um, our purchasing so, yeah mm -hmm. so when when we're not there with that buying power, there's gonna be a lot either. of a lot of starvation across the world, and and so when we talk about death and things, um, it almost seems like like almost like a privileged way of thinking that we can just stop all these deaths. Like you heard on um, you know as on uh, this this mayor from New York it. As long as you snitch, you can save lives. Like it's real easy to to say this equals that, you know. And um, I think it, it sounds almost like a, a privileged thing to say, as far as well, you know how to save lives. And then, and then, like I said, then we're gonna have if we don't open up the economy in a somewhat of a timely fashion right because all of this is untimely mm -hmm. from the beginning if we don't if we don't do it day by day millions of jobs are lost that are going to be hard to get back lost forever if you can yeah. get them back mm -hmm. you know it's going to take a long time and and then the people are going to be hurting and, and dying out there you know and um and then here we go with another problem, almost an epidemic on our hands, and uh, and there's gonna be nobody to report on this. You know why? Because you're not gonna care, cause media doesn't care, and and if you know most people that have something to say are just getting it straight from from these same sources, and um, I, I don't know if they're if they're in it for the right things because they would at least bring this up so that at least people would be knowledgeable on that side too okay maybe i never thought of that that aspect of it so so it's not that you just have to pick economics over every single life or something that you're trying to save but but at least you can say all right there is another side to this that that is going to be um, it's going to be a little bit dire for a lot of these people. And, and the reason why I say it seems a little privileged when we talk like this, that we can just keep the economy down for so long is because, well, well, we still feel like we're close enough to the 
to the wealth, to the to the milk and honey, to the to the land, to the bank. Yeah, because our economy is strong yeah. other yeah. than this yeah. moment. But 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 all these people who who say that you know they care about you know South America and and Africa and and these other parts of the world that that don't have it like us. I mean, are y'all going to sit there and think about them afterwards? I don't know. We we weren't thinking that hard about them before, and neither was the media that y'all listen to every day. You know, cause, and that's important that you brought it up because I haven't thought about that. I never thought about the reverberations. I thought about the reverberations in our in our society here in America, but I never thought about the international reverberations because a lot of these small producing countries, Indonesia or whatever, that produce uh, certain products. You know, they depend on our spending power to buy their products. Yeah. You know, and a month, two months of of, of no of, of big slowdown for them is devastating and, and see is right. You know, it's hard it's hard it's hard enough for them already because of the way their society is. But you add something like this, an economic slowdown to something that they had going on. I mean, yeah, dude, I mean the hunger and stuff. Yeah, it starts to settle in. And see and see, because look, people say, like Mondo was saying, like Mondo was saying, uh, about saving lives. Look, we have to find the balance, but, dude, I looked up, I don't, I wish I had, I looked up, uh, in a little bit, if you want, in a little bit, look up how many people die on earth every single day. You're going to be fucking blown away. It's like 50 million people die every single day on earth for all kinds of different reasons. But that's a lot of people that die every single day, and we're gonna shut down the world, the world economy, because people are dying. I mean, look, I understand some worst case scenarios, and we gotta be prepared. But damn it, man, you know, there's gotta be a balance. Has to be, dude. Because if our this is hypothetical, and because it's not gonna happen, we are strong. Our economy is strong. Our people are strong. We can get through anything. But if our economy were to collapse. Nobody's gonna have health care. Nobody's gonna have free education. Nobody's gonna have fucking shit. All this shit that people are worried about all the time, talking about all the time. You know yes. what I'm saying? Why? Because there's not gonna be nothing for nothing. nobody. Money's not gonna be worth anything. It's gonna be a piece of paper. That's it. And imagine if, when, if, you know, this is a hypothetical world. If we were to collapse, if our money collapses, if our, uh, uh, you know, our system collapses because we can't produce and, and whatever, dude. That, like we were talking about earlier, the reverberations around the whole world. China can't step in. Dude, here's the thing about China. People have China confused. Look, there's a billion people in China. Dude, their GDP is something like around 10, bi uh, 10 trillion. Our GDP is closer to 20 trillion. So, so GDP is how much we produce in a year in products and services and goods. 20 trillion a year, right around 18 and a half, 19, 20 trillion a year, America. China, 1 billion people. And their their GDP is is 10, 10 trillion, so there's a huge difference between what they're capable of, you know, and 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 mind you, there's a billion people here. There's three hundred and twenty million people here, yeah. you know. So what we can do, what we can produce, what our minds and our productivity and stuff, out way outweighs what anything China can do. So if America collapses and goes away, China is not going to be able to step in. And then you see, like, when we look at history, we see when these empires collapse, 
pieces break off and then other empires maybe take a chunk here and there because that's how it works. Yeah. You know? Now here, I can see certain states being independent. You know, like Texas, we're good to go. Bring it, bring it. Yeah. But across the world, nations are going to fall down. Countries are going to collapse. Mm. If Because we are the main... mm -hmm. What... Buyer mm-hmm. and the main Buyer. source, uh-huh. we provide them with this money. Yeah. Then what happens? Yeah, and that's that's like another another level of 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 the yeah the not whole. not conspiracy because it's not a conspiracy theory yet. These are things that they can be played out and manipulated by by certain uh people who who can gain from it in whatever ways usually economic or powerful or uh, that they grab but for how so long? so let's let's be aware that yeah when markets crash in certain ways when 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 the certain people in power are able to to take out certain small businesses uh through this um there are some evil people out there, so it's not a conspiracy theory, so to speak. It's it's like it's been history. It's happened recent history. It's 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 going to happen in the future still. I mean, these things are going to happen, and all we all I try to bring it up a little bit is just just to be aware of it, just to have it on the radar a little, and uh, but not to get to that point yet because we'll we'll talk about that too. But to kind of just stay on. On this, um, this mayor of New York, yeah, um, yeah. So, so that's kind of a more present uh, kind of danger, and I, I kind of wonder where, where the, the hood, the inner cities, things like that land on this. And then I'm like, well, I don't really have to wonder that much. I mean. Even though it seems different than your typical type of crime, right? Um, because we know we know the rules in the hood from that. You know, you don't you don't call the cops or text the cops. So, so how do they feel about it? When I don't even know if they even care about what the hell the mayor says or whatnot. And then that's in New York, so you know I'm even further from that being over here. So. I'm not sure what the whole mood of that situation is in the hood of, of, hey, you see dudes over here gathered up. Are they going to call on them? No. This this seems like, um, you know, it's it, it could do a lot, a lot of uh, harm, you know, more than uh, more than anything. Um, imagine that that if they're that aggressive. Because the mayor says, hey, be aggressive on this. If you get this text, so maybe they're not even that aggressive on, on hey, there's somebody over here selling they, some, some. They have to make an example, though, of somebody. Well, it's like somebody's over here selling some drugs on this corner type thing. And, oh, it's just another person selling drugs on the corner. Yeah, we'll get there. But if, if they want to make this more of a priority, I mean, and people are going to notice how high prioritized it is. Because once somebody makes a call, I imagine that same person who who's that type of person that will call is going to stay there and wait for them cops to come, and they're going to see if it's if it's highly prioritized. And so, I don't even want to talk about all the things that could happen in the streets just from that, with 
with rival drug dealers and, and things like that. I mean, hey, yeah, they're gathered over here and da da da. I don't think the I guarantee you that that there's even some underlying freaking and of course I can't make guarantees. Let me take that back. But there's there's sometimes some underlying uh, uh, little uh, tidbits in in these in these uh, uh, mandates to to go and and break these these circles up and and one of those is going to be well what we won't go to the to the inner city we won't go to these blocks and that block you know what i'm saying it's gonna it might be, look bad it, yeah it's going to look bad <laughs> and and then and then what what happens like are is new york really going to put uh cops in 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 situations with the black youth or whatnot and with all the stuff they think about the cops of course not so there you know that there's some little hey but we're not gonna go hard on these and then plus because if you're trying to find them a thousand dollars or yeah. whatever i mean you're not gonna get that from the inner city anyway you're gonna get somebody who's locked up in jail or or or, or going through some crap because because of this and uh so you're gonna keep it in, in the more affluent neighborhoods i mean and it's not because it's for money it's it's it is uh um uh, it is an an overreach to me. It's it's not because, I mean, because people can can say any time of the day when somebody's doing wrong and then call in and, and say something about it. There, there's it's, there's really not anything here that says it's part of the law, and and they're still gonna make you tell on somebody about it, but you wouldn't even tell before about this other thing. So. Um, th there's a lot, there's a lot there, man. There, there's a lot there. And so that's why I don't, don't want to move forward uh, too much until we get all look, this out. And look at this reasoning, you know? So gathering is now a crime. You know, you can give you a citation. Okay. thousand dollars. Okay, great. If I don't pay the thousand dollars, what happens? A warrant is issued for my arrest and I go to jail. So, you know, like... Regular proper behavior is being criminalized, right? And and let's just look at this logic, okay? So we've all read articles about in New York, they're releasing prisoners from the jails, from the county jails or the city jails or whatever, because of the fear of corona. So you're releasing criminals, convicted criminals, or else they won't be there, or pending criminal, or, you know, whatever. They're in there because... If they've committed a crime and they're guilty, they're in prison, or if they're awaiting court because of bail issues, fine. What I'm saying is you're releasing criminals into the streets, but yet you will want to focus on people who are gathering lawfully and you're asking you're asking your your community to tell on each other and just send the picture. It's so easy with a smile on his face. It's all good. Hey but if somebody's breaking into a car next to you that's no, not we're, going to, we're not yeah. going to do anything right yeah. now. Because right now we're focused on Corona. Because if we save one life, I mean, you know, hey, wouldn't you want to save one life? Yeah, and, because, you know. I guess, yeah. I mean, not like, not like somebody's going to come out and beat the dude to death or something if, if they catch him uh, breaking into his car. It's not like uh, there won't be a chance of somebody coming out with a freaking uh, kitchen knife or or. Probably not a gun in New York, so, you know. It's like a movie. Like, well, 
It's not that bad, but I'm saying when you hit when when I heard that my homeboy sent it to me when I heard it I was like good lord and I mean we've been talking about it so it jumps right it jumps it's right out of me. It's not that bad because we don't let it be. There's there's the 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 other side of people who doesn't doesn't let it get that bad. If we were on the if we were on 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 the railroad tracks with them, it would be that bad. They would take it to the extreme. Mm -hmm. That's what the government does, right? I mean, that's why the whole forefathers and everything trying to, to limit, limit their powers, powers. Mm -hmm. and all these limits of, of limitations of power that, that we don't understand because we don't know. And then we just give it up like constantly all the time. You know, 9-11, hey, we need to tap everybody's phone and listen in on conversations and have... For your this, safety, yeah. For your safety, hey, you need to you need to tell on on these people and and uh, you know and it's for their safety and your safety and and they're always going to say that. I mean, but we can we can do this all day long. You know, we don't. You you know, like I said, hey, don't don't uh, operate freaking. Uh, uh, Machine. Well, I, we always do this with with cars and everything too, right? There's all these kinds of of um, inspections and things you got to do. You know, everything's to save something, right? To save the world, to save to save uh, people's uh, atmosphere, and, and and so everything is about saving something. And then, so to turn and, and say that it's bad to think about trying to save a job, you know, hey, that that's something too, because it's somebody's livelihood. They have, you know. Here's a perfect example, Rook. I'm sorry for interrupting. Look, so saving something, right? Okay, so there's this thing called cafe standards that the federal government have passed laws uh, back in the 70s. Uh, because back then we were, we they couldn't drill as much for oil. So we were depending more on Saudi oil and stuff, and they did it. They pulled some trick, the embargo, whatever, so we couldn't get the oil we needed. So, so people were struggling to trying to get gas and all kinds of stuff. The, so the government said, you know what, we need to make cars that don't waste that much gas. So they passed laws and told the car companies, hey, by 1985 or whatever, like they give them, you know, 10 years yeah. or 15 years. By this time, your cars have to way less yep. and use less gas. So that's why cars started getting smaller and made out of plastic yeah, bumpers yeah, no and all. now as the as the cars got lighter and stopped being used metal and steel to you to build them, the death rate in accidents has gone up. Now now people that are like environmentalists will say that's a good thing, not the death part. The good thing is we're saving the earth. Look, we're using less gas, less materials and all this, right? Okay, what about the, the, you know, whatever the, the data says, you know, 30,000 people a year who die in car accidents and they died because they weren't, you know, the smaller plastic cars hey, and stuff. Who was the king of, who were the kings of the most compact cars in those early 80s? Chinese, Japanese. Uh-huh. And see, and then, Americans. and then the law passes to say, we need these tiny cars. Yep. And then, da-da-da-da-da-da. And then people die. Why? But because they're less protected than compared to, let's say, the old type of car. Or even, okay, make some new cars. But man, put some frame, you know, the steel frame and all that. They don't make them like now. Now they're like uni... I forgot what it's called. Unibody. It's like one big structure. 
So there's no there's mold. no steel it's, frame it's, it's going through and all of that, you know? And those things add protection. And so, like, in order to save the world, uh, you know, what about the lives? Life. Okay, well, you talk... And then they, they say stuff like, if we could save one life, you know, then, okay, well, what about all these 30,000 people who died because they're driving smaller cars? Do those type of people, those ideologues, they won't focus on that. Uh, why are you bringing up those? Nah, I'm, we're talking about Earth. We're talking about Earth. All right, well, well you're talking about life. What about their life? That's how it is. These, these people. But, yeah, saving one life, you know? Well, I mean, you know that life, they, they and they'll say, well, life over economics and Earth over life, you know? So, um... And because that their whole thing would be well, without Earth, there's no life. There's no life. So you know, even though, even though sometimes I feel like a lot of these people kind of don't like humans' own existence. You know, you know, there is the anti-growth people. There's the people out there when you hear them talk about, you know, overpopulation and, and the people who are actually for. Population control because there's people out there who are yeah, for, really it, for it, you know. It's a real thing. It's, them, um, <coughs> it's a real agenda. That's no joke. I mean, every nation has that agenda topic, which is really considered. That's that good, good for my nigga, good, my good. That's their population control. Oh, um, you know, it's funny because people who think that way, who are nihilistic and think about, yeah, the, the world is overpopulated. We should have one child policies and that stuff. You know what I feel like saying to them? Like, all right, start, start with you. You know, you think we're overpopulated? Pfft, go ahead, nigga. Take yourself out. Show us. Show us. Lead the way. You know what I'm saying? Because these people that are ideologues, they, they never think of, 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 uh, of, for instance, sacrifices that people got to make, uh, a, a smaller car and all this stuff, yeah. you know, like they don't care as to um, uh, how it affects anybody else. You know, they're almost like a so not a not sociopath. That's too big of a word, but they don't care about what other people struggle. You know, yeah. they they know what they believe. They like it and fuck everybody. If y'all can't get with it, then that's y'all's problem. It's fundamental to them. Yeah. In 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 the trip, and this this is like kind of just off the topic, but not. But in the trip, how Marvel's made the movies, Thanos is depopulating the universe. That's what's that's what's going on here now. It's 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 almost relevant. Now look, here's something interesting that I thought, bro. Because look, because you know when we talk about, I, I, it's funny because when we hear the word conspiracy theory. You know, there's a segment of the people who will say, ah, la verga, you know, fuck, get fuck out of here, right? So if anything that you question is deemed a conspiracy theory, you're fucked. Because now it's like nobody wants to hear it, right? Yeah. So, but theories, we can develop theories all day long about all kinds kind of, of stuff. Shit. So, hey, and we're, we're uh, imaginary people. We have a good imagination and we'd like to, you know. So there's this thing going out there. What was it? Event 201? 201. Right? Okay. So for those of you out there who are listening and maybe never heard of it, there's a thing, and we'll just use the label conspiracy theory, right? Uh, out there uh, about, and and I personally think this was an actual a thing. So there was a simulation 
at, with a bunch of professors and scientists of, of, of and, and people of industry. Yep. Um, they had this, this big event called Event 201. And uh, so there's actually the actual invitations to the event out there online. Some of you might have seen it. If not, look them up. You'll find them. So this was an actual event where they were going to run simulations of what would happen if a virus spread in, in America or in the world even, I think. They were going to run simulations. These are scientists. They run on data. Yeah. And they run simulations sometimes. You know, uh, uh, theoretical simulations in a computer or whatever, right? And this thing happened back in October um, of, of uh, 2019. And then, so as everybody knows, as the world knows, in December, this whole uh, corona thing happening in China was kind of hitting the news and stuff. And then eventually, you know, and the first reaction in America was, oh, we're good, we're good, don't worry about it. But then as, as one case popped up here, one case popped up there, as the, then, the, then the people in America got panicked and everything started happening, the closures and everything. Now, this, this uh, Project 201, right? 201. As the, when you read through the literature, because I actually read the, some literature. Now, the other day there was a video that we played on here for a short clip and that Lowe's was showing us where it's the guy asking Alexa about 201. And what she was saying, I saw some literature on it was that you, Dean, who sent who sent that to me that one day? That literature about that about that simulation that they were gonna run, or was that someone else? I know, I know. Me and Carlos have talked about it a little, yeah. Because so see, maybe uh, I received the link, and 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 it and when you read the literature, what you're reading is an actual web page and everything. It has the name, and and it talks. It says it, it has name dropped specific scientists and yeah. stuff, and it talks about how they were gonna run a simulation. You know. And that's why they were there, and that's why they were having this, this event. And this page that I was reading was like, if, for instance, let's say I'm Dr. Scientist, Mr. Whatever, who runs this, that, the other types of simulations. They invite me, because I know my field, and they would send me this. What, I'm, what I was reading, that, that link that somebody sent me, would have been something that, would have been something that, like, say, that one of the scientists would have received in his email. And, uh, and then, you know, so it's like, what a coincidence. Oh, so they plan. And I mean, remember, we're just theorizing here. So they, they if all if any of this is even real. So they, they, they go and they theorize their thing. And then like, well, fuck, let's run it. Let's run this bitch real time, you know, with the help of the media and whatever the heck, right? And, and then once this thing slows down and gets back to normal, which it looks like we're kind of getting towards the end of that, right? Now they're going to look at, their predictions that they made in their models before in October, because they're because when they run simulations, they have models like, oh, this is going to happen. And then they'll run another one and then they see different mm -hmm. patterns or something of behavior that develop and maybe stuff that, you know, once they run the once the real thing happens, now they really see how correct they were in predict in predicting their theses or hypotheses or whatever it was yeah. going to be, you know. Now they have more data for what they were initially running uh, simulations on, quote-unquote simulations on, you know? And, but at the same time, it, you know, they're getting so much more data because <clears throat> these people are analytical. They look at everything. Everything. If it's actually true. They look at everything. So they're going to see how people are surrendering their civil liberties. 
they're going to look at socio sociological on how quickly people acquiesce to orders from governors and government and stuff like that. And they're going to use all this data, you know what I'm saying? And that's valuable yeah, data, dude, everything down. on a big scale. And that data, for whatever reason, and for, you know, if there's a cabal of people who are kind of running this thing, you know, like that data is very valuable, but in the wrong hands, forget about it, dude. Yeah. Forget exactly. about it. Exactly. Think of this. I've seen I've seen this headline right here. This it's from Business Insider, and I've I think I've seen somebody post it before, but I don't know, man. It just blows my mind some things that uh, you tell me. Coronavirus didn't bring the economy down. Forty years of greed and corporate malfeasance did. What kind of ridiculous, like, wasn't the economy roaring and, I mean, wasn't it freaking, wasn't it the lowest uh, uh, minority unemployed in the history of the United States and wasn't, wasn't the economy roaring after this 40 years of malfeasance? And, and this is business insider. I know. Mind you. And and dude, and then you tell everybody to shut down their business over coronavirus. We're not allowed to shop the ways we would. People aren't going anywhere, so there's there's no hotels being rented. There's there's no there's no plane tickets being bought. There's no restaurants being uh, ate at, and and that is because coronavirus. And coronavirus didn't bring the economy down. Business Insider, person posting this. the comment on here. First comment. That is actually true, along with giving away things and money you don't have. Things are going to get pretty tough pretty soon. I mean, it's like that is actually true along with giving away things and money you don't have. So he got half of it, right? Because we do give away things with money that that we shouldn't uh, be using for it. We do that. But the fact that that is actually true. I mean, he already started in the hole right there. So I can't I can't give him that. Sounds freaking ridiculous. <laughs> I'm really worried about the small business owner, man. Some people are not gonna survive this, man. Oh man, there's gonna be some that's not gonna be able to even come back now from this little break. Mm -hmm. They live on small margins, man. Restaurants, like little mom and pop restaurants. Yeah. Unless you hit hard, unless you're cold in a bitch, like them little tacos over there on Davis. I see tacos. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah. They're good. They're like, good. And they ain't never going out of business. business bro. <laughs> you know that shit for a fact. But you know, these other smaller joints who, who have a good flow of people, but, you know, they're running tight margins, dude. And two months yeah. of no, you know, like two months of, 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 of no revenue coming in or very little because they say they do the curbside pickup. Okay. Yeah. But that's nothing compared to having your restaurant full of people every Saturday. 
or every Friday <laughs> or all three days of the weekend. Yeah, Shoot. I mean, that's what they what they survive on. A few of those businesses out there on Bishop ain't gonna survive. Man, they ever come back. Lease <coughs> lease lease is too expensive right there, especially for the business era. Yeah, and I mean you might be. You might be even running a business since it's a new venture on a deficit where it's like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna use this money here to keep it running, even if we don't get that much profit in yet. You know, people do that sometimes. Yeah. And then unfortunately, this money that they saved up or whatever that they chose to invest into their little store or whatever. I mean, damn, they, bro. A lot of those just came up. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're not gonna be able to survive a few months without um operation. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really sad right there, man. Damn, what you eating? A monster ass sandwich? <laughs> it's a, it's called a, tri- a triple Texas stack. <laughs> Damn, nigga. Nah, it's two. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, they got a BLT like a motherfucker. Yeah, they got the shack. Shack, <laughs> <I'm> Sam Elliott. <laughs> No, this is a sandwich. Yeah. I can see fucking Shaq advertising that motherfucker. No, this is a sandwich. <laughs> Making that face, nigga. <laughs> love Shaq, nigga. I'd eat one of these and then he just. He's the new George Foreman, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? Man. Shaq, bro. You seen him on the movies with Adam Sandler and them? He comes out on Adam Sandler movies like a bunch yeah, of them, dude. Yeah, yeah. Crazy, dog. They have a great time together, those guys. Hey, I fucking love Adam Sandler and David Spade, man. Have you seen Gems? The uh, Gems? Uncut Gems? The Adam Sandler one? No, sir. Man, have you? Mm-mm. Fuck y'all. <laughs> That's all I got to say, yeah. man. That's all I got to say, bro. Not a big Sandler fan. Man, this is I, lost, I lost interest in him. Not a big In the mid-2000s. I don't want to hear it. And I love Waterboard. I love his stand-up <laughs> on fucking Saturday Night Live. This is different, though, man. Y'all think for me, he made too many movies that came out too fast or were just too, eh, I gotta get my name, keep going, keep going. There's a lot of dudes who seem cool, like, like I think I'd like them, you know what I'm saying? David Spade's like, one of them. Be cool and shit. I love, like, me, I love me some David Spade. I'm that nigga cool in the mud, boy. But yeah, for some reason, I just don't get down with some of the movies sometimes. You know, you know that little nigga there is motherfucking cokehead, dog. He likes to party, dude. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And and I don't party, think nigga. He's not married and doesn't have no kids, so he like he like to party, you know that. That show, um, he had a bitch for a minute there. Remember she that show kept him straight. where they lived in a building. What was it called? He was like a single guy, and then there was two couples that lived in the same building, and the show was about them, and it was funny. And David Spade was like the main actor. I can't fucking. He remember. came on a couple of things, but. Uh, I remember when what I used to trip out on for a while, and it, uh, maybe it was a little obscure or whatever. I don't even know how big it was, but it was called Just Shoot Me, and uh, he was a he was like a receptionist at a model agency. So you know he was kind of almost like himself a little bit, like how he'd be with round. Bunch, bunch of, of models bunch of and just coming through, and you know a little hapless a little bit and. You know, short kind of dude. You know, he played he played him in a way. That nigga's a trick. Man. Yeah. So um, that that show was that show was hilarious to me, man. At, at a certain time. Call just shoot me. Yeah. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah. 
And like the main favorite, look, look at their experience. See, what's the name of that show I'm talking about? Wasn't he? A, like he couple, was like a couples, an, and he was an uncle on the other one with that, John, Ritter Dave John Ritter when yeah. he died. Oh, and he kind of he stepped into Loved a bigger John role once John Ritter passed. Wow. Yeah, but they couldn't save the show. Even when yeah, I didn't. Yeah, after he was, and I liked that show. Uh, me and my chick watched. What was the name it. of it? With John Ritter, man, I don't know. Um, I don't remember either. I know. Wasn't it Peg on there? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Married with yeah. children. Yeah, thing? she was on there. She was oh, his sister. Damn. Just shoot me. Rules of engagement. Rules simple of engagement. rules. The rules of engagement. Simple rules. Oh, simple rules. Yeah, rules of engagement. I've heard of that too. I don't think I've ever watched. I don't think I've ever seen it's it. Funny dude. I love me some Spain, dude. He is funny. Nigga nominated primetime Emmy Award, Golden Globes. He makes the show come together. He does. The other the other cats are funny too in their own way. But he brings it together because he's fucking clown. This fucking credentials, man. And he always plays the single like pimp. <laughs> you know that he's like I love a pimp him daddy. In, you know I love him in Hotel Transylvania, Doug. I love him in that in the cartoon, man. He's fucking funny as fuck. <laughs> yeah, and I guess of course the movie is Joe Dirt. You know, <laughs> fucking love Joe Dirt, boy. That shit is fucking funny. Joe Dirt is that nigga like Adam Sandler's Water Boy. That is what I, I did like Adam Sandler in, in that one, you know. Yeah, I still never watched it that much. I, I still just I fucking love that movie, man. That's one movie I can watch um, over and over. The for one me. movie I like of Adam Sandler is uh, The Rain Over Me. Is that him? Well, he's, he's got a serious role in that one, right? That's what you're talking about. Yeah. That's that's the one. That's that's the one. You I know like. another one that's good too is Click. Click is actually a good movie. And the story yeah. is really the good. The story is good. Mm-hmm. Click is really, really I, And I know what good, you're man. talking about. I haven't watched it, but I know some with this control it's, it's really and, good. you know. Yeah, the, the the archetype of the story, you know, mm-hmm. it's really, really, the really movie good. The movie Deuce just said right now is the one I've been wanting to watch, and I always forget the name of it. I yeah. bought it. About wow, a year yeah. ago, and I haven't watched the motherfucker yet. Damn, dog. And I'm more of, you, you know, at that time when I watched it, too, I liked it. You know, I was... He's, know, a, he's actually happy. really good. He just kind of, you know, uh, you can understand it. Uh, some of the darkness of it. It was it was a more dark role for, for you know Adam what a, Sandler. What was another good movie that he just recently made with my my wife of all time? Um, Brad Pitt stole it from me. Jennifer Aniston. It was on, it's on Netflix. Oh, that was really good, dude. What is it? That is a again? fucking good movie, man. That was actually pretty called? fucking good. I love the plot. The story turned out really fucking good, man. Mm-hmm. I like. Well, then I like it's it. a murder mystery. Yeah, yeah. Right? I think that's what it is. Murder mystery. I think that's the name of the fucking uh, movie. Ah, dude, that is a really good movie. It actually I was recommend fucking it. good, man. I, yeah, love I recommend jo- that on movie night. And by the way, Jennifer- especially, especially with your chick, watch it together. It's good. It's good. And and family. It's all good. right, especially man, uh, all right. Jennifer- Adam Sandler. Right. Jennifer Anderson, by the way, is my wife. So hey, 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 hey. Don't look at her, right? Don't look at her, man. It's enough for you. Look at her, right? It's enough for you. And my girl, so, man. My girl. I, I loved her in uh, Along Came Polly. That's, <laughs> I was, I was Nigga, I loved her in Meet the Millers. Fool, sexy ass. Just <laughs> Along Came Polly was fucking top notch, dude. Boy. That movie had me on my ass, dude. That's how funny. Mm-hmm. Really good. That's the one where she's like, 
she works at the restaurant too or something at first i think and she has it's she has to wear the flare like the pins on her on her vest and so um, oh no oh, no that, that's that one's the called, office yeah no With no the, that one's called isn't she on the office too no, no, it's yeah. called something. It's no? something else. What is it? It's uh, the guy. It, it, the story of office the guy. Space, I mean, yeah, office. office space. There you go. The story of the guy is in the office, but then he goes to the place yeah, to and he meets her yeah. on the thing. Yeah, yeah, she's good yeah, in that. Really she's good in that that movie too. She's, <laughs> she's good. In what does that nigga say? Um, yeah, I'm gonna need you to. Uh... That's that the guy, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's true. Good, man. He's and the good. poor sap. That they always yeah. stick him with everything with yeah. the big glasses. He just wants to keep his stapler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Poor bastard. You I just, love that nigga. You know He's funny as shit, you know dog. What? You deserve that shit, weasel. And, and the glasses <laughs> he fucking wears, nigga? Dude. Yeah. He comes with something else, too. He's like. come on Saturday Night Live, man. He deserves it because he was a weasel. He didn't <laughs> ball up. He didn't grab his weapons and squeeze them hoes really hard and say, hold him up, pimping. Nah, oh, he wheezed up. Eh, eh, my stapler, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> and then the part where they took the uh, the printer machine out. Yeah, they played the, the Game Boys and, they, and shit. Damn, it feels good to oh, be a gangster. We played the Ghetto Boys yeah. out there, bro. One of my favorite jams from Ghetto Boys. And then yeah. they went to work on that whole way. Yeah, <laughs> they beat the shit out of that hoe. Hey, <laughs> you can understand that if you if you've yeah. ever worked in, a, in, in office, an office, nigga, and, you fucking know. And I used to be the printer guy, so I, I definitely. <laughs> you were Jim. That nigga was Jim. I used to print out yeah, all. Funny. I used to work at an insurance company, and I used to print out all the cards, all the papers, all the things that went through the office. And everything had a different setting. So I had mm-hmm. a way bigger printer type thing. But I messed with the little printers too. Those were mm-hmm. those were a lot easier. But I'm talking about these big machines that you had to calibrate for each, each kind one. of uh, wow. a card or or, yeah. or paper yeah. that you sent in. How about and, one size fits all? And what you would do it with the oh, computer. Man. And there was all these little codes yep. and these things. And uh, it, was, it was a good time. Like that was... I've done a lot of things. You in my literally life. had to know as much as the fucking printer guy that would come in to repair the motherfucker. Oh, I never had nobody. I never had the machine break down. Luckily, you know everything was good. So, um, I had a my own big office. It was it was a, a good time for, for Dean. Man, <laughs> when I worked at the Bell Bond office. I was the night manager, and we got this brand new big ass printer, state of the art. This motherfucker irritated me. I came back uh, from a Christmas party, had some beer, in the back drinking. At the, at the, the bell office, mm-hmm. yeah. Had motherfucker fucked up on me, man. I couldn't get it to work. Set my beer down on that motherfucker and shit, man. I was boom, boom, hitting that bitch. My beer, <laughs> No, you yeah, see, it's yeah. just, suds just going everywhere. I was like, oh, nigga. And I just stood there and just, nah. it fucked up. I cleaned it up. Yeah, I fucking cleaned it up as good as I could. Then it fucked up. Boss man was what up? What you doing with the printer? Got a dog, man. Nothing. I was like, I was like, damn, nigga had cameras everywhere. So I was like, damn, nothing. I don't know what happened. I'm just fucking with you, man. They had things happen, man. We called in the repair. Fucking repair guy said, I don't understand how the fluid got in there, but there's fluid. <laughs> yeah, so it was dried up some, you know, some shit. My man has better mail now. Man. <laughs> I used to uh, run a, a mail machi- machine too, you know. 
Like some kind of separating thing, or what, what yeah, was it? Like it, it just it stamps everything. It just, mm. you know, I, or really the male room, you know. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I I like that stuff, man. It, it was cool, man, for the time being. You know, sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. it was mundane, and you would be stuffing them folding papers and stuff in envelopes. But then you know, when it was time to run it through the machine or something, not not everybody knew how to do that either. You know, it was it wasn't super hard but you had to have somebody train you to go through yeah this machine you know and uh there's good and you're weighing it everything's weighed and, and yep. so you got to have a proper to be able to ship and all that so uh you know i was doing all of that days of the time right there you know, i started off as a file clerk just putting my head in the files a b c d everything order uh, uh, going to all the offices, and that's how you got to wear a tie. That, that's how I got to know everybody. No, I didn't. You, you, you know, dress, dress nice and stuff, but it wasn't like tied. a polo. Or something. Yeah, Casual. yeah. I already dressed nice back then. Had some nice clothes and stuff. We always had at least some kind of polos or something. But we, you know, then that's how you you meet everybody because you're going to all the offices because every office has files. And then if you need to look for something that's not in the file room, then you start going to all the, the offices. And then so you just talk to the people and, oh, hey, you don't mind if I come in here? And then, yeah, I got a bunch of files. It's cool, you know. And everybody was always cool in that in that insurance game. That's that's always been uh, it, its it. own world, you know, because yeah. I've worked at like three different, maybe four different insurance uh, companies. And just in the offices and started, always started off like down there, like in the files clerk thing, because, you know, didn't have no education in, in insurance or anything like that. And, uh, but I was fine with it. And then you get to know everybody and then went to the mail room, learned all, learned all how to do that from the ground up. It's always good to know how to do things from the ground from, up. Yeah. No matter, Especially in that business. Yeah, no matter what it is, you know? Yeah. And and that is, you know, and and so then I like I said, I went and I did I did that where I was, okay, now I'm printing out everything for the whole company. And okay, cool, you know. Uh, everybody's waiting on you now. You yeah. know, to Jay, to get the papers girl, and Jay, stuff. And Jay. there is the little pressure though too, because oh, you know, yeah. you don't want to offset stuff. And, uh, but it was cool. You got a promotion. And, uh, you know, I, and then I went to other ones too where, okay, now I'm data entry, you yeah. know, type things. And now you and, got experience. And, uh, and that was a little different too, you know. I mean, some of that was not, that wasn't for me. It, was, it wasn't that, as hands type on. I didn't want to sit there all day on yeah. the computer. I'd get bored. I'd start. This is before all the phones and stuff. And so you'd surf the net on on your computer and, and and I don't even remember even really trying to search anything uh much but UFOs and shit like that. Not even like, you could <laughs> just type in a couple of letters and things would just pop up yeah. automatically. It, honestly it was I think it might have been just kind of a news feed. Like there was a news yep. feed, and if you wanted to click in on them things, but I don't mm-hmm. remember ever really searching stuff, mm-hmm. and, and yep. I would just use the computer to do other mundane stuff. People would always be playing solitaire and stuff yeah. like that, you know, and 
And I gotta say, I never have played solitaire. I've never I even know the rules. And, uh, and everybody was on that in an office wasting Maybe time. Maybe that was a grandma game. Yeah, you so. ever worked in office? Hell yeah, hell yeah. Like what kind of? Oh, at the at I, the Belmonts. I worked at an attorney's office. I had an attorney's office. And I worked at Wells Fargo, dude. When I got to Wells Fargo, they asked me if I knew how to ten key. I thought ten key was on the uh, computer. Yeah, like I can this. type ten keys. Yeah, they put me in the ten key room. Bunch of people. Everybody, mm-hmm. and I got on there and I was like, "There's literally keys. They're not. It's not a computer board. It's keys." I'm like, "Fuck." It's not the one like this, like to 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 put it numbers. Yeah, what, what you're doing you're is two hands. You're putting numbers in checks. Yeah, you're using one hand mm-hmm. and you're running checks and then you're putting numbers on these checks. Oh, cause you're like yeah. Yeah, and yeah, mm-hmm. man, I fucked up about a fucking hundred, two hundred checks that night, man, and I. Fucked it. Bro. <laughs> hey, uh, um, you're fired. Well, they moved me to the Melbourne. <laughs> I had to start from the bottom. And they made that nigga a janitor. They <laughs> uh, <laughs> made that nigga a janitor. Yeah, uh, suck at this job, yeah. but you got that go get him spirit. Yeah, Let's yeah, so let's just keep him. Let's we'll give him a chance. He, so, uh, so we lost a million dollars. What I had to do for Wells Fargo was I had to separate the checks and put them in slots to whatever city they were going. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's what I did. It was like the most boringest job, but I worked with so many badass women, so it was cool as shit. Let's man. see if this retard can at least separate these. Yeah, women. exactly, dude. I was like, damn, I'm down here. And, and, and even you know, people were talking about, yeah, you must have fucked up and shit. I was like, yeah, I guess, man. I I thought it was a computer and shit. Nah, it's, it's literally ten keys. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, well, okay, well, shit. I'm uh, but, I'm trying to remember if I ever worked in an office. I don't think I ever have. The only thing might be like. At a call center, but when you're at a call center, you're there. Yeah. On call, every yeah. call, you don't. And on there's rotation, no, hang, you there's know, no hanging out. Yeah, nah, it's a yeah, rotation. Nah. You're literally on the phone. And that was just like one summer. It was like a month, maybe. Look, when I got to the Bell Bond, they um, I literally started off as the data entry because I could type. My brother-in-law said, told him, "He can type." Man, I sit in the back, typing the fucking files of every bond that came in, and about six months bond pre- pre- prior to that because the girls quit, so they had behind stacks of files behind. that needed to be typed into the computer, mm-hmm. and I had to put everything in this program that they had, and that was the most grueling thing. And then how I got to be a bondsman was because. Isn't that also that good though too? Sometimes when yeah. when you get to a job and then it's just this specific thing. And hey, I just want to kind of put my head down a little. Like, uh, this is this business that can probably be scary if you try to take it all in at once. You it, know what it I'm saying? Is, it is. So like, it always feels good to go into this big atmosphere that maybe looks a little scary and have this specific job that you can perfect and yeah. and do right. And then I can imagine you data entry or, or putting these things in gives you a lot of insight on 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 little things. It, and that's and it, so you're just building exactly your not, you're building your knowledge and stuff. And and you're also not being messed with because it's like there's nothing to mess with. He's just putting it in there. But you're getting a lot more than just doing it like that, you know, than yeah. just putting it in there. One day how I how I became the underwriter was because my guys up in the front were off at lunch. So Tammy, the boss's wife, told me to go out there and get this bond written up 
they almost walked away, and it was a really big bond. It was like a $50,000 $50, bond. I convinced them to come in with over $20,000, literally cash. Mm -hmm. And she heard the whole conversation, and she told her boss, her husband, that guy right there can sell. He knows how to talk to people. He's mm. a people person. I'm on him up in the front from now on. That's how I became one of the fucking top bell bonds there. Bell bond agents there. Because mm, they just thought I was just okay. good at typing because I was fast at typing. But then I ended up doing that and then ended up getting the night position like literally a week after that. So you're, offered me the, you're good at uh, yeah, I can like type. how many words per minute or what? Yeah, like, it's 100 and something minute, bro. No shit? Yeah. No, I can't type with the damn. I got to pluck. If, I'm like if, a chicken. Well, click, if, click, 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 I can't do it now, but once I get back in, at that time, I can do it, yeah. I was doing 110, which is lower than most people. Women that can do it 120, 130. Are you serious? Yeah. That, damn, that sounds like fucking 110 words per minute. No, it's a, it's a lot. I can't Jesus do it now. Jesus Christ. I mean, I've no, had my hands shot since then. Um, you know, I've had my fucking hands fucked up since then. And I've been out of the experience for a while. You should write a book, dog, about life experiences. Man, we were just Man, talking you about got that. a story. To, bro. You got a story to tell. Man. Back. And oh, yeah, yeah, dude, I became the night manager. Bro, why would I fucking ask you for my phone if it was right there? <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought you were saying if it was around here, so. And check this out. We got two top dog bond agents in the daytime, which was Rudy and Beamy, my brother-in-law. And I out bonded them. And that's at night. I had more bonds come in because I wouldn't let the bonds walk away. Mm-hmm. I, I kept You got enough room in. to maneuver a little bit? I okay. did. Okay. But Man. not a lot. Mundane facts with Dean. I'm a guy who likes mundane facts. Like, bah, bah, bah. Or, uh, or just little things like that mean nothing to nobody, but I love to know me too. I'd love to the know average person types between 38 and 40 words per minute. What translates into between 190 and 200 characters per minute. Per minute. Oh, that. However, a professional typist type a lot faster on average between 65 and 75 mm -hmm. words per minute. So, yeah. yeah. And, and my, my wife has done it for a long time too and and i don't know she just she sits there and she'll yell at me at the same time she's doing a, a, yeah. a, a paper for the it's like a Sunday whole separate Gazette. part of the brain they don't even have that, to look at it yeah that is so that's how amazing, good i got that's dude. how good i got that is so amazing and that was mundane tracks wah, wah, wah. Yeah. that was awesome dog <laughs> i can't die with the damn hey but remember when we were like when i was in middle school they tried. They had typing class, right? That was good. That was and good. How you put it? Because that's what it is. It's characters per minute. Mm -hmm. You know, that's they, what it is. You can type. It's like 120 letters. Uh, letters mm -hmm, per yeah. minute. That's the characters. I can't do you that know? shit. No how. Yeah, that's how good I got. I, my ex was. She's always had office jobs. I out typed her. No shit. She was amazed how fucking. She was like, how the fuck. Oh, dude, you'd be dangerous in an office. Dude, boy. I know Ooh. how. I, I, I knew how to hack. <laughs> right? When, when well, you been I killing my computer, there, boy. I fucking hacked. Ooh. Oh, we're on right. No, nah, we're not live. Oh, you good? Tell yeah. the story. <laughs> I'll blank it out. We just got the fucking internet. Just got a fucking computer. 
I'm fucking hacking shit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna edit it and it's gonna say, man, I, and then it got, went to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> and then I fucking got the computer, like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's gonna be a whole nother boy, went to Chuck E. Cheese. No, but how'd you, what? Like, what were you looking at? Like, what kind of shit? Um, the, the UFO and the, the, I was hacking into the JFK files. I wanted to know about what the JFK the files. How you do all that, nigga? Damn, I don't even know how well, to that, fucking. I, I don't know. I don't, know I don't even know how to fucking but I was, my I was always skitching. I was always drunk. <laughs> and I'm up. Yeah, that'll get you there. That'll get you there. And I broke into their firewall. Uh, their firewall shut me out. Boom, 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 boom. Got back in. They shut me out. The third time, me. I got back in there. And then, boom. They sent the fucking, the, the warning and shit. They got my location. They got the address. Yeah. Everything, dude. Everything. So like, and so, this my computer went blank. My computer went blank. And then, it, it shut down. And it rebooted. It rebooted. Then when it rebooted and shit, sent me the fucking paragraph of, of pressing charges. And my my confinement and my fine. The $100,000. Uh, 10 year stint which is going to be federal time you know and uh, go ahead so they sent that and I couldn't shut it down until you agreed to I had to agree yeah Yeah. I've seen something like that so you have you have to you have to you have to get your consignment yeah you agree here and that means hey we we told you so go back to go back to what you're doing but we already the, told you. This and it, it's the final warning because the three times that I hacked, those were literally warnings for for people who know how to hack. This is the internet just getting on, just getting on. This is this is fucking early two thousand. This is ninety nine. Uh-huh. You know, this is ninety. This is year ninety nine. So computers were rare. It, they were expensive. Yeah, and there wasn't, not everybody had internet. Not everybody had internet. Mm -hmm. And internet was expensive. Yeah. So that was my warning right there. That was my final warning. And I had to give consent stating that they sent me this. Yeah. Before they send the feds in to come and arrest me and shit. Well, I I think it's something like, hey, here's your your thing. And then when you agree, it's like, that's it. No more. Like, it's like your final warning, something like that. Well, after that, then they send you a letter Uh through the mail. And it, and it's it's federally stamped. What is that? It's 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 a seal. Mm-hmm. It's an agreement that you made with them. Hey, you're not gonna do this it, shit no more. Do this again. Uh-huh. You you we, we told you. We yeah. told you. Uh-huh. And, and the, the the thing with that is you don't just get arrested and go to Dallas County. Are you you get picked federal, up by the feds. You get straight sent to prison. Yeah, you, go, you get. Yeah, yeah. Dude, so you go. Story. You know. Um, how it was explained to me was you go straight to see a federal judge and the judge sentences you right then and there and you're off. Oh, because of, of that thing that you signed? Yeah. Oh. So, the paper that they sent It's fine me, print. It's fine, yeah. It's, it's like, there, hey, it's, you're giving up your rights and if we if we catch you fucking around, you're going straight. <coughs> you had this agreement with us. We don't have to go to trial. I don't have to go take you so to trial for So, if you don't sign it, well, then it come raid you. And then you go to trial. Then you go to trial, and then mm-hmm. they still... Good Lord. Yeah, so you have to sign it. Yeah, so yeah, I read every fine print in there, and I was like, oh, Yeah, man. that means, you know, I'm good with that. I'm not going to do that shit no more. No, exactly. So where that comes from, I don't know, but that's one thing that I'm good... I've always been good with transmissions and cars, and that's the same thing it is with computers. Mm-hmm. That's fucking legit, man. 
Yeah, it took a long time before we got internet and stuff. You know, uh, we, we needed internet or something. We'd go to the library or whatever because we never had it until... I think until we moved to Mesquite is when we first got it. When, uh, when bandwidth, when the, when they started changing over to those modems with the, with the, um, from the cable modems instead of the dial-ups and stuff, mm -hmm. it was right around that time. Mash it was slow and slow and got that dial-up. But for the kids, you know, homework or whatever. Yeah, that was a big, big scary shit for me. Dude. Yeah, dude, I mean, that's like, yeah, that's a wake-up call. And imagine if you would have kept fucking around. You know, I mean, they're telling you, hey, we know we're looking at you right yeah, now. Yeah, and, and, and like, that was the thing. And it around. gets real once you get the letter in the mail. <laughs> and they get the, like, look, you're wearing a white shirt, mm -hmm. smoking a fucking cigarette, camera. <laughs> yeah. That shit was crazy, dude. Uh, dude. You get a now, federally stamped now, fucking letter. Now, look, okay. And it's more of a threat. Yeah, it's like... Stop right now, and it's a, it's a. Hey, we're giving, you, we're giving you a chance. Stop right now. Right? Then there's the underneath all that. Then there's the the paragraph of the time, the the mm -hmm. fine, the confinement, all this. Shit. Oh, good lord! And the back page is sign your. You got to put your social. You got to put your name, address, and you got to send it back. And that's the agreement right there. Man, don't play around, man. Feds don't play around, dude. We got raided one year. By fucking uh, by the DEA, DEA SWAT team it was crazy. Did I tell y'all that story? Did we talk about this before? No, my bad. It was crazy, dog. They, I got kicked in the face and everything, dude. Gorilla suits, armed up to the T, baby. Fucking kicked in the face, flipped over. Loaded got loaded got flipped over too. He was already and then we were like, after the whole thing went down, Lore said. Uh, he was he was getting cause we were at our at our at our shop right down Sylvan right by right, where your mom runs by months yeah, by, yeah. by whatever that's yeah 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 the yeah the right there right on that corner where right and then across the street is that a train track right there that's his little shop and uh, anyhow he said he said man I was already down on my knees I was like this and then he said that first dude just kept coming they came in like twelve in a row or fifteen or whatever amount and that that first dude Lord was going down and that first dude just kicked the shit out of him in his chest and flipped him around and then they kept coming into the office where I was which was let's say like here's the shop and the office is through that door like back there I was right there and I had looked and I seen running in and I was just like fuck fuck so I was just like fuck it I started getting down and that first nigga too that first nigga kicked, he would kick happy boy yeah, he flipped Lord and it. then he flipped my ass I was already I was going down but he helped he he, uh, he helped the process let's say that nigga whack and they go boom, but in my face, dude, I had a big old mark like this coming across oh, my boot face. Mark, dude. Boot mark, baby. Flipped me around. And then you, you, I could tell, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't looking. You ain't, when something like that goes no, down, no, you, don't, yeah, you ain't yeah, looking. Yeah. You are no, not looking. Then make sure you're not looking. You know what, you know what I learned most of that from? You remember, uh. No. What is that, a movie? Nathaniel, <laughs> he used to go to Addison with us. Oh, uh, no. Okay, uh, well, that's where I learned a lot of that from him. And he had another homeboy and said, well, what they were doing. They were stealing people's identity. This was the first one the internet just hit. This is like fucking 90 fucking four, dude. Mm -hmm. 93. Probably possibly 93. Well, this Probably nigga, a little later than that. No? No, no. This was way, early. Way, way, way fucking his, da his dad, His dad uh, 
was uh, was in the Navy and shit, so he, you know, this nigga spoiled him and shit like that, right? Because I do it. remember there was an internet way back then, but yeah, it was very but rudimentary. You had, you had to be, you had to have money. Like connections, money, connection, like that, yeah. Because yeah. the web wasn't connected with everybody. Probably okay. connections more than money. Yeah, know, exactly, man. and that's why I said his dad was in the Navy, so his dad had the computers and shit and had the son set up. Well, he was stealing people's identities and money and sending them to another account, a fraud account, fake account. What? And that's how we were having money. Boom, 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 boom. But when the feds caught on to it, like four niggas had got popped and shit. You know, so we tried to shut down. Feds raided the fucking house and shit, dude. And we're skipping school doing this shit. What? Yeah, fucking we're they, they, were, they were skipping school doing this shit? Yeah, and they were hacking into people's accounts and shit. And these are people with money. These are millionaires and shit. Higher middle class, fucking and, war and, games. War, exactly, and and dude. And the funny thing is, it says the internet starts in two thousand seven. Bullshit. So. No, cause he. Uh, that's like, when it so, got worldwide. Because you know what? Yeah, that's the internet that we know today. But there was these networks back in the yeah, day. Yeah, it was military. Yeah, it was militarized. Cause the commercial internet services providers. Began to emerge in the very late 1980s. There we go. Yeah, the, those. Uh, the ARPANET mm-hmm. was decommissioned in 1990. Because I remember when I was in middle school. There were different networks. Uh-huh, we went to this lady's house that my friend's mom knew. And, and the husband was, yeah, we talked to each other on computers. And he was telling us how he could talk to his friend in Colorado. Yeah. And it was one of those really early rudimentary internets. Where there was the phone and you put it on the mo- like in the movie, yeah. like in like in war games. Yeah, you put the phone on this thing and it it talks. Yes, well, it talks to the computer. Yeah. yeah, and I see this ARPANET name everywhere. So and but see, yeah, and all you could do though was basically it's like a chat room. That was yeah, about as far as it got. Yep. There was no so, pictures. There was nothing. nothing. It was just communication. Exactly. I don't. You couldn't send files. Yeah. No, you couldn't it send was nothing. Just like text, there almost was, like yeah. a text. That's what it was. There yes. was no data space. There wasn't. Yeah. No so this was published was uh, two years ago by Live Science. It says credit for the initial concept that developed into the World Wide Web is typically given to Leonard Kleinrock. In 1961, he wrote about ARPANET, the predecessor of the Internet, in a paper entitled Information Flow in Large Communications Net. Kleinrock, along with other innovators such as Licklider, the first director of Information Processing Technology Office, PTO, provided the backbone for the ubiquitous stream of emails, media, Facebook, posting, and tweets that are now shared online every day. Here, then, is a brief history of the intrude. Man. 1965, two computers at MIT Lincoln Lab communicate with one another using packet switching technology. 1968, Baranek and Newman, Inc., unveils the final version of the interface message processor. Yep. Hey, because when you think about it, well, hold on, I'm not, let's see, a, a, a beeper. Is this, It's sort of like a text, I wonder, but it, but, but it couldn't be letters because there was no way to input, but it was the same system, 
that it would send out the number that you input because these are the only keys we can use for this system. So for now, yeah. we'll use this. But then once the technology evolved to keys and yeah. letters, you see, and that stuff, was a type of networking. Uh huh. Nineteen seventy three. Networking. Nineteen seventy three. Global networking becomes a reality as the University College of London uh -oh. and Royal right. Radar establish Norway connect to ARPANET. The term internet is born. Oh. I like that. Interesting. Because now it's a part of our everyday, every minute, pretty much, unless we, it's part of our lives now. We're connected to it. You know, it's funny because we say we're connected. I want to, we stay connected to each other. And in many ways, we are, I mean, dude. You're a but you're a screen touch away from me to finding you wherever you are. Exactly. At wherever the f wherever you are. Wherever you are. Wherever dude. you are. Unless you're in the jungles of Brazil and shit, you know things like mm -hmm. that. But yeah, anywhere in the world, man. And mm -hmm. it, beepers were a type of networking. Then they moved it to. They always knew that they could get it through the computers, but they didn't perfect it. Yeah, cell phones and also, came out. And also, the technology is limited at the time, so that stops. They know it can be done, but like, for instance, there was no way to type in the words. Yeah. So, so like, in you know, 1983, was, yeah. the domain name system establishes the familiar edu.gov.com. Yeah. What? In 83? Yeah. The dot .net, the dot .gov. This is easier to remember than previous designations for websites such as 123.456. I guess you used to have to yeah. uh, dial in all the, these. Yeah, it was a dial-in. The numbers that you had to put in to direct it and sit. That's why now we have www, which became the beginning of the World Wide Web. That was the beginning of it. Yeah, so that's like the... That was the beginning of our generation. And of this the is this is evolution. That's what it it's is. Evolved oh, of, yeah. Like imagine these things, right? And how this evolved. And and people are just born with it today. But this evolved over yeah. time. And, and and it took a process. And, and that it's painstaking because some of them people aren't even alive anymore. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And maybe some of their work even went not really noticed and stuff. So yeah. uh it's it's like a lot of story behind everything yeah, that is ever produced. You know people, what I'm saying? There's people this thought it, was, it wasn't going to amount to shit. Mm -hmm. It wasn't going to be shit. It was just a waste of technology, waste of time. Until it gets to the 90s. When it, when it started hitting mainstream, this is why they put regulations and rules on it. Because then you could just pull up anything and even governmental shit. And this is why they regulated it, because because things were just being put. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously they don't want you know every everything's gonna be regulated after. It's, yeah, because it got out of hand. So. They didn't think it was gonna spread like that. And, and be I that. think part of the the good thing about the evolution of, of the process of of these technologies, all these inventions, is like it only becomes accessible once it becomes cheaper. You know. Yeah. So and that takes a process like. They, you can't just um, you can't just not have it uh, run like a business because you're not gonna be able to to provide a certain price point 
And then if you don't provide this certain price point, then it's not going to be bought. So, so you always have to get it down to what you think this kind of thing can sell for. Uh, what? Because at, at first it has to seem somewhat like a necessity or something like entertainment that you just can't live without type thing. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people want to come into your home through these devices, or you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, whether it's an Xbox or a PlayStation, and and I remember when when there was these other companies, right, and they wanted to beat. PlayStation or or Nintendo or 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 the Xbox came later, but if they wanted to beat them to the punch, well, they could do it and they could have these processors, but but they would have to jam all this all these processors, all these different processors and wires in this compact a uh, uh, case that's called you know the the Saturn or the you know the yeah. PlayStation Four. And so it's, it's un, it's un, uh, manufacturable. You know, you can't manufacture things like that. There's so much components in there that there's no way to keep it functioning a lot of times uh, for a long time. And so it's a piece of crap. And to get all these parts made and put in and to make it to where it's a business. It, it, like make it a desirable product. No, Even no, no, it's, it's from, it's already, it's already, um, a defunct from a design standpoint mm -hmm. there, there's all these processes in there. Right. And so where, where maybe a PlayStation or a Nintendo took their time because they understood that, that it's a business and we can't pack all these things in there because we're not going to be able to manual get this to an assembly line type manufacturing. What they did, like like there's a story of of PlayStation when Saturn came out, uh, uh, I believe it was Sega, Sega Saturn, and so they were going to do the same things, this 3D dimension that, that PlayStation was going to do. Well, they came and beat them to the punch, and it was awesome, and da-da-da. Well, and, and they were like, man, we're in trouble. And then, you know, the guy, the head guy in charge said, hey, break it open, you know? And so they broke it open and they looked inside it and he laughed. He said, we're good. You know what I'm saying? Cause he's seen everything that it took just to get these couple to run. And he said, there's no way they can upscale it. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, because you can make, and even at a, a price, thousand of these, even yeah, at a price yeah. thing is yeah. like, they're not going to make any oh, freaking no, money. They were losing money. Yeah. They were losing money. And, and, and sometimes companies are down with losing money to make a brand and a name that they see long, long term. term. But those are the ultra rich people that do that because, you know, they're the only ones that can afford to do that. Most, most of us need to see a profit at least, you know, like at least be making already. We can't, we don't have money to lose, but, but yeah, so, but there's this, anyways, this evolution of the technology and, and if you speed it up too fast, that's what you get. But we'll see something like the, the internet and other technologies. It's good when they're not, um, noticed so much or paid attention too much. Cause then people are like, come on, hurry up. Like, give me more, give me more. And and I think maybe the internet was allowed its time, obviously, because look, all the way back to the sixties. Yeah. And was allowed its time with without really much fanfare, you know what I'm saying, about it. And uh, even if we heard it, we're probably like, Oh yeah, right. You can freaking talk across the world to somebody or something via satellite moon in the sky, huh? 
you know, or, or whatever. So, um, cause I definitely never heard of it as a kid, you know, um, yeah, only like on a movie, maybe like the war games. I was, and that was like in '85. Oh yeah, so, definitely. So that those, system or whatever, it was. Were, some, those were movie props. Some to sort us, of, though. yeah, all was those some, things, some sort walls of, of buttons. Those were movie props. I was like, there's no way you go in here and there's all these buttons, huh? And, then, right, and, and he's talking to the. And then you would oh, see a, a freaking. A you would see a pilot's freaking uh, uh, cabin, and then you'd be like, oh, okay, there is all these buttons, because you see all these buttons, you know. Maybe, I don't know what it looks like now, more up to date. But... You seen inside a, a cockpit? Well, I mean, just on, you know, oh, the, okay. the pictures, yeah, 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 movies, yeah. Yeah. all yeah. these things. I mean, you, you realize, damn, there are these things with all these buttons. Yeah. And then you might have seen the inside of a shuttle, too, and mm-hmm. or something like that. But it used to just look like movie props at that time when I was a kid, because that's where you seen it at. It was just like on the movies. I was like, yeah. And I like, I like. They when ain't you... hitting that button up there to the uh, top uh, left. What's that button you know, for? And no, hey, that nigga said, nah, you don't want to push that right. button. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm family guy, nigga. I'm... And I'll be like, well, if you don't want to press that button, why is it so close to the other button that you mm-hmm. don't want to press either, or you uh, want to press? What's that? going on? Here? <laughs> don't put me in some of Ah, dude, shit, nigga. <laughs> well, Microsoft introduced the internet to the 360, bro. Mm-hmm. I was hacking into people's accounts. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I was hacking. I, I, I was. I would get their their username, uh-huh. and I would go online on my computer, get their fucking email, get into their email. I'd get their Credit card numbers. What the fuck? And I'd buy my things for for my my games. Uh-huh. I would buy my my suits, whatever, and shit like that. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I could have just taken the money, put it into another account, and I'd have money. But I didn't do that because I didn't want to. These people's parents' cards and shit. Mm-hmm. You know? I just mm-hmm. wanted to be a gamer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, how yeah, easy yeah. as it was, and was it easy? It, it, it's 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 easy once you figure out the the concept of it. How you gonna how you how you get it? Mm-hmm. Okay, you steal the username and shit. Then you get into the email. Boom boom boom. Mm-hmm. Because now you got uh, credit cards and shit going to credit card information going to their fucking emails and shit like that. So statue yeah. of limitations with Los. <laughs> yeah. So when you did this back in the sixties, I mean what were you thinking? I mean, you know, it was I don't know, so long ago it was in the sixties. I wasn't thinking. I smoked I was a on, lot of dope since then. I, I was on acid, as a so matter I, yeah. of fact. I was on mescaline, nigga. I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Rock and roll, baby. Yeah, Rock man. and roll. Woo! I'm dumb in a lot of shit, man, but when it comes to something like that, I'm like fucking... Carlos bro, Santana. Bro, fucking genius and shit. Boop, Where's that piece at? Where's that piece? Are you already freaking keep firing it up right there? Which one? Squeeze night. Fire that paper. <laughs> fruta. Tastes like I'm fruta. You know, I think I'm gonna have one of them. Uh, I need some rice. 
Now if you try to do it now, I go get it, bro. See? Now if you do it now, you'll get rained on so quick. What about what? Oh, oh, shit. Look, goddamn government. If you, oh, man, yeah. dude, forget about you, you it. Because now the to, systems are more advanced, that's what I'm dude. Saying, yeah. yeah, yeah. You have to be truly, truly educated in hacking. Because there are hackers and companies hire hackers to build the ultimate firewall. The system. The system mm-hmm. so that hackers cannot they, get in this. Who do you think they hire? They don't hire companies to build them. They stop doing that because it, it it's, it's false. You have to hire top-notch fucking hackers to fight against hackers. Yeah, yeah. They they, they, they develop the systems mm-hmm. and then they tell the hackers to try to break in and they find the weaknesses. They and find they, every and weakness. And then they tell the guys, hey, look, over here. And they're okay, okay, okay. Then they uh, build try it again. the best firewall for them. try and try, yeah. I heard that, dude. Exactly. That's badass, dude, because, because there is value in that for the companies. Yeah, like, hey, Tell you what, Mr. Hacker, come work for me. You'll be set pretty much for the rest of your life, as long as you know you help us build our security systems in our in our in our um, servers and whatever. We have top-notch people in our military to fight against badass hackers, and sometimes not even they can fight against hackers. These are people who they've got a building and they've got. 20 hackers in one building they're boom 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 each one is, is breaking down the same firewall and these people are limited check they're working this on the government standards 1987 the number of hosts on the internet exceeds 20,000 Cisco Oh, I R.P. Cisco. Uh, no, I don't know if uh, they're still around. Probably Cisco shipping or so. Cisco systems. Oh, or Cisco but systems. They, they probably t- change into right. different parts. Cisco of the ships its first router. Oh, oh, that's what they do. Routers and stuff. Yep. Okay, yeah, they're still around. Yeah, definitely. Nineteen ninety-two. <coughs> the first audio and video are distributed over the internet. What ninety two? The phrase "surfing the internet" is popularized. Ninety two. Number of website. What the number fuck? of websites reaches six hundred, and the White House and United Nations go online. Paradigm shit. Nineteen ninety four. Oh. Yahoo Boy. is created. A lot of stuff there, man. We had our internet cut off. I was still playing the first Black Ops online. My server comes on. How do you play online? Oh, stole the neighbor's fucking internet. <laughs> what year would y'all think Netflix was founded? Founded? Let me see. Let me see. Because we used to, we used to go to Probably about 2006. Trivia. Probably about 2006. 2000, uh, between 2004 and 2006. Somewhere around there. Found it. Just found it. What y'all think out there? What y'all think? I say... What year? Netflix. Don't Google it. And hey, this two, is off the dome. Yeah, I think it went from 2000, 2004 to 2006. Damn, I'm, I'm around the same thing. Like, from 2000, around 2000, 2006. That's what I think, too. Mm. <laughs> oh, Bring me to Tugboat. Netflix. It's founded. 
1997. Son of a bitch. Sends users DVDs by mail. They sure did. You know what? You're right. They oh, sure you did. Remember. I remember that you shit. You remember? Uh-uh. But I remember uh, now whenever I got my computer, when I, like I said, the first computer I got, mm, I tried I, to order, I tried to order movies from Netflix, but my credit card and shit didn't work. And I remember there was no late fees. You could send them back at Whenever. any time. Yeah, yeah that's, that's how they started off. You're damn right. That's, that's there used true. to be video game mail things like that. There was uh, yeah, something that had a different name where you mm. could rent video Yeah, games. and I remember those. They probably yeah. got bought out by Netflix, probably. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I used to, I used to knows, rent those man. for my Xbox. Everybody stopped kind of uh, renting games anyway and kind of started getting them downloaded onto their system. Yeah, that's when, yeah like then that. it got to where it was... Just easy to do that. What do you, trivia? Um, what do you, uh, year do y'all think Google Google, Google. came about? Oh, I think after AOL. Google, um, my God. I'd say ninety nine, maybe. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go with ninety nine. I, I say like two thousand one. And Los takes down Jay Marie. What? 1998. We'll give him. He said okay. 99. That's that's. Ah, 98. Yeah. Search engine is born. Okay. Yeah. So I remember AOL going to war with Google uh, about that. Uh, let's do this. How much was the initial uh, the IPO? Google IPO initial public offering of their stock. No, 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 no. That's going to be badass. I want to see what I would have made. Contestants cannot run. That's the question. They can't, they can't freaking override Pat Say <laughs> yet. <laughs> Pat Say. There's a big old red X. <laughs> so I get one strike. Just, just one more. Just one more little trivia. Uh, I get a strike. What year... Are y'all familiar with the dot-com bubble burst? First, oh, of, first yeah. of all, I like, am. Are you, yeah. Those, yeah. What you know a little bit about that? If any, you know, I know I don't know very much. But. Yeah, I don't know very much. I just remember about it. Well, it was it um, it was like a lot of companies. It, it was almost like the gold rush and the wild wild west of the the internet and and. And so when everybody came about, they were able to claim these kind of domains and and certain kind of almost like if they had propriety on, on, on ideas almost of, hey, well, I have broadcasting and and I have uh, um, this area or that area. And and so I, I, I'm not sure, man, uh, that's just my little thing on it. And and then when it when it. Uh, it all became because obviously that's unsustainable almost in in its own way. I would think if if that had anything to do with it, just trying to uh, sell off names. You know what I'm saying? Because I remember when people would kind of barely make something, and then they could sell it uh, for an exorbitant price, and then when that price didn't pan out, maybe because, you know, who knows, that person made it and he's gone, and now the person who created it isn't really there, or because it was never a good product to begin with, it was just more about, hey, it's new and fresh on the internet, and this thing, that it's this internet, nobody understood the way it worked in a lot of ways, 
So, okay. I mean, I think so that's that off, I think that's what made it burst because it was unsustainable in that way. The market was overinflated in whatever the internet was providing. It wasn't providing the things it is now. Think of it as a more just a, a just a raw form of it. It was you know? unbalanced. Here, here's what happened because uh, we worked for during that time we worked for home grocer. And they would deliver groceries to your house, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what they do now. Amazon, Walmart, everything, right? So the the reason that was a bubble was because everybody had these really good ideas on on services and products that people can go online and look, man, we can, you can buy your groceries. But the, the market wasn't ready because the, not everybody had internet connections and all these different variables. You know, and so so these companies came on, and people invested money, and they 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 grew, they they made they put a lot of money into these companies, but they weren't there was no profit coming in. They and were just excited to like, oh, this is the so future. I'm gonna, on, I'm gonna be on the freaking yeah. forefront of of all this. So you know? all the companies that went under were com- you know big companies. There was a lot of big companies that went under was because. They, you know, maybe they had the right idea, but the market wasn't ready because of those different right variables. Uh, and then también that's, este, that's they they couldn't maintain the truck, the back of the truck, a big full size truck, like a you know old school Chevy. Boom, 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 went back in. Statue of Limitation. With child who? Chinatown Mac. Dude, <clears throat> the whole back of the truck was full like this of, of merchandise, everything. Lobster tails. It fell off Ooh, the truck? or really fell off the truck big time, baby. Mm-hmm. Everything. Like, everything, everything you could think of. You know what, uh, that, when we were talking about the year 2000 <laughs> with the bubble burst and all that, but um, right before that I was working for... Uh, uh, a place called Pony Express, <laughs> and it it always made me laugh because it just sounded freaking so old, right? Like Pony Express, like, and that's what we did. We shipped merch, you know, whatever. So it always made me laugh just to say that though, because it felt like, man, this is old fashioned. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was already old fashioned to me, and I wasn't even up on all the internet stuff game like I like I said. But oh damn, I was gonna say a minute like ago. right before two. It, that had to be before a little before two thousand, and and uh, I did everything in that place too. But it that's basically what it was. Just we it was so stupid because you would have one one uh, set of trucks come to this side of the port in bay it was just a little freaking uh uh uh, what do you call it uh warehouse with with uh ports on both sides you know doors you open up big old doors and it wasn't many it was maybe about four or so on each side these trucks would come over unload right here we'd take that off put it in the middle and then immediately these other trucks would come and we'd load them on there you know what i'm saying and we might have to i'm not sure if we i don't remember if we switched some up or not i don't i'm not too sure about that but um and then we would just put them on them trucks and 
they would take off and, and that was it. it we were just that middle little slab of of commerce right there hey you got to pay the toll coming through pony, yeah, yeah pony express needs their cut and uh so we're providing this little uh slab of cement for you to transfer over exchange. yeah that we, we got the work we got the workers in between and really that's what it was about it was about it was about the the owner that kind of put together these workers also because i considered myself a good worker and and i remember i used to tear that little middle part up like big time because it was just just little slow like phew, phew. On everything, boom, boom, boom. Oh, because we would have to restack them, so we did. We we would take them off and we would restack them in certain ways. And you always want to put the heavy on the bottom. So nobody, every time when people wanted to start off, they didn't want to grab the heavy stuff. But it was like, but you about to stack something. You gotta grab, you gotta grab the, the heavy, heavy part. First. Like, well, how are you grabbing these little boxes? Like, how are you gonna stack yeah. something on there? How are you gonna put it on there once we have to wrap it? You know, with the yeah. wrap. So. But anyways, man, so I like that too. it was funny how, how did it, it took something for that owner to invest into, into these workers and everything. And he got them some good workers and maybe they didn't pay out enough. So everybody moved on to other things, but I guarantee you anybody who wanted could get some little experience there. You know, there wasn't many positions there in the first place. I don't know. Right. There's a new new company mm. making it. I yeah, like, it probably used to be big in its hay, you know, and then I always yeah. like doing that kind of work, loading and all that, yeah. shipping, warehouses. That's what I love about working. Oh yeah, so they they said they were closing down and they gave everybody a severance. I mean I remember it was like four yeah. stacks, nigga. You yeah, know some what I'm saying? People were getting really good retirement. <clears throat> and dude. see that's the thing is that was part of the boom is too they were too overloaded. On big places and like we had just rails where you put the, I can mean you could put your orders on the tote and let us push it somewhere, but no, they had rails where you just put the tote here and then you go back, you know, and and then they would managers and higher ups had oh man we got all this money, you know salaries that always happens, dude. It's sort of like the uh, oh the WeWork thing or the other one with the lady. It's sort of like that, but on a major scale, like a lot of companies. But not that they were, not that they were, not because those people that like at WeWork, he was trying to shyst, he was trying to be shysty. Over here, some companies were, others weren't, but mostly it was like they were just too overloaded. They dreamt, they dreamt too big right off the bat, you know, and that's why the bubble happened. Cause, yeah, cause, you it, know, happened too, it happened too fast. These dudes were making money. Lord, it was really friendly with one of the managers. And you're like, man, yeah, they were making big money, dude. And they just ran the warehouse. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a food warehouse. That was fun, though. Oh, dude. And, uh, you know, I'll do some editing. But uh, when they closed down, when they told us, when they told us they closed down and they gave us our severance and then everything, right? And then uh, one, of, uh, one, of the, one of the guys... And the uh, that worked there, uh, that worked with us, as the got friendly with the security guard, and the one that was gonna be because they thought, all right, that's it, all right, yeah, I said, good knowing y'all, and like that was our last day, everything, boom. So there wasn't gonna be no action, no nothing going on inside the warehouse. Got friendly. What's up, man? I'll break you off. Statue of limitations. No, I just 
I was the wrong nigga to be put in that. Because I already knew information is there. Debit cards that just uh-oh. hit the fucking mainstream. <laughs> no. Then where needs to go? Oh, I got a big one for y'all. Dude. Brought to you by so much shit. cigarette. I always had and gas. Drink. <laughs> <laughs> you could use it so freely, dude. So cards and shit. You could have been a millionaire right now. Dude. Yeah, yeah. What happened? Got scared. They scared the shit out of your ass. Yeah. Hey, 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 motherfucker, we know what you're doing. Yeah, Go because when, when you're when you're at, when you're at that point, when you're, when you're using so many people's shit, that it, it turns into a fucking federal crime. Bro. Now you've already stolen so much money. Fuck, man. Oh, you know? yeah? So, yeah. I got some. I got some that's kind of close. Not really, but... I'm going to have to do a lot of editing on this show. That, that, was, that was good. <laughs> if, if y'all were flies on the wall, um, y'all gonna be tripping out if y'all knew what the heck y'all were missing. Cause I'm gonna edit out a bunch of shit. But it's still gonna tell the, the stories, but without, you know. Huh? Editor. Editor. Hey, we didn't get paid. What shit, people? Why are you so happy working here? I'm gonna, wait, I'm gonna wait for you, nigga. I'm gonna tell this badass story, too. I come in with new Donnie Brasso jacket. Yeah, <laughs> nigga, Danny. I think I remember the Donnie Brasco. You got no picture on Facebook or nothing with Donnie Brasco jacket? Nah, I don't think so, man. I remember them hoes, man. I remember we had one, but I don't think I ever wore it. Just did it for the hell of it. I just did it, yeah, I just did it. Testing, testing, one, two, three. We are here live. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> he's, Why does he sound fans. like a badass gangster or something, man? <laughs> they were. They had hey, coach wagons with fucking niggas with guns. And then, I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut out. It's gonna sound funny, but people are gonna get the story. They're gonna get to stay yeah. hey, my uh, way for like three years and shit, nigga, because I had a bunch of cars, nigga. Oh, he's swell. I tell you. Who else? Right, so here's one, my dad, one, Do you remember? You know where there was no where there was no eyes in the sky, or yeah, yeah, because we wouldn't wait. Yeah, lunch. So I'd go like I'd, I'd put the stuff out there. Nigga chainsaw, nigga them Echo, or I don't even know what them badass brand nigga that are like four hundred. You know so, the thing, and then hide some stuff out there. Then at lunch, and the way I would do it is so at, at the at the gate since she knows that everybody's going to lunch. She just leaves a thing open and everybody just like, Whoa. so I just, I just wave at her and I holler at her to my apartment and go drop the stuff off and then go back. And then like, nigga, I did that a few times. Man, them Dude. drills, you still got that drill I hooked you up with, see? Oh, you like were gonna bring the that drill. Little, uh, bring the that drill. little 12 volt? Nah, that was 18 volt, baby. Check this out, man. I used to work for, mm-hmm. I used to be the driver. They would load my truck up. I'd send, I'd send the tools and shit out to construction sites, right? Ten DeWalt drills. Extra stuff. Extra shit. DeWalt drills, <laughs> hammer drills, whatever. Everything. Chainsaws. DeWalt was big, hit big. Milwaukee, we had a contract with Milwaukee and DeWalt. All the more houses. <laughs> I would sell them to all the more houses and shit, dude. To the house, unload everything. Boom, boom, boom. If you sit in the warehouse with a yard or lawn equipment, right? Tractors and mowers and all kinds of shit. Wait, tractors? Yeah, they had tractors. I used to work for Kubota, Mowers. It's chainsaw. All that shit, man. And uh, you know how it is. You know, times were hard. 
I got a story right up there with you. And uh, and this place was really pretty secure. They had the gate. You, you check in with the security guard, and at lunch, you check in and out, and this and that. And uh, doing that. Well, when it came to audit, they were over a million dollars lost. Wow. And and these niggas did not know that they did the audit and started to keep an eye on everything. Uh-oh. They happened to load this dude that day with about $3,000 worth of tools mm-hmm. because he had somebody that was going to buy it already instantly because he was Muhammad himself. <laughs> and he knew a lot of people. So they go check this dude's truck and they see all this shit back there. Man, they called the cops, dude. This dude took it, took it like a fucking man. Didn't incriminate anybody else. Took it upon himself and said, to, "Hey, can't snitch." He knew what it was in the '90s. This is '90s, bro. You know what I'm saying? You get, get your ass whacked and shit. Cause they did a lot of PI work. They hired PI and shit, mm-hmm. but they couldn't because statute of limitation had run out. What? They had the chance to prosecute and they didn't. Did some of the craziness, bro. Yeah, man. Crazy, I had a dude. homeboy that would buy all of that stuff. Like what? Right now, nigga, all of them. Right now, how much? Whatever. All right, half price type shit. You know, boom. Hey, when you get more, hell yeah. Four lawnmowers, dude. Four fucking brand new badass. Uh, Honda brand, like two Honda brands and two something else. You know. Man, and my and homeboy was like, expensive back right, then. Yeah, and like, right now, boom. I see now. And then them, them drills. So I, uh, I, I think it was, I ended up, it was like 40 of them. 40 of them hoes, dude. You know, he bought a couple like that. They're right, people. It's worth for Kubota, dog. <laughs> right, and we'd get the Kubota engines shipped to us. And we would have to put all the extras on them and shit. And these were for like tractors and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. And the tractor lawnmowers and things like that. Yeah. So we we'd get them. We'd have to put the oils, put you know, starters, filters, carburetors, and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Well, my fat homeboy, Raymond, who was fucking crackhead, this motherfucker was stealing motors, dude. Motors. He was stealing motors. Tractor motors. Mm-hmm. Tractor motors. Well, he had a fucking dude that would come in a bobtail. And you know, cause he was he was our contractor, mm-hmm. our contract driver. Well, this nigga had to connect with him. They smoked crack together. And I finally put it together when I seen that nigga at his house one day. Well, this nigga was stealing motors, dog. They came out to us one day, sitting in the morning in the meeting, talking about somebody stealing. <laughs> the owner was pissed. I'm gonna find you guys. Yeah, literally like that. He was uh-huh. pissed. Hey, and then the guilty party always quits. He just doesn't show up the next day. He quit. He walked out on lunch that day uh, and quit. Uh, Came to pick up me and my brother and sit after work and sit. We're like, what happened, nigga? Uh, I had to quit. Ooh, how scary did, ass, how did I know that? Dude, because that's how it is. He walked out on lunch And you that know what? I, I think there is some laws, though. Maybe see, or it's the... That's something about if you steal from your employer, it's not the same as stealing, let's say, from a store. I think there's something, well, something like that. I think, and that might like be up to, a cer- up to a certain amount or something like that, maybe. Because if you steal a certain amount, 
it's it's a felony. I mean, you can still get prosecuted, but not all companies can prosecute you. But if you steal over a certain amount mm-hmm. and, and and it's proven, it's documented, and shit, then mm-hmm. yeah, it, it turns into a felony. And that's that's when they really step in because the, the system's not going to step in if they can't make money off of it. Well, the proof at least. That's why a lot of places say they like they if they get in that somebody if they get a an employee to admit something or kind of catch them in the act instead of going through that whole legal process. They're like, you know what? Yeah, you're that's fired. The, that's why I said because it's a legal process. Yeah, they, you're fired. The state don't want to pay for their boom. You know? Yeah, but some places they want to be if they want to be stern or strict, they'll call the cops. You know. Yeah, and some. You still got that lawnmower? <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. I don't know. Twelve of them holes, you know, and they're and at home people they're like four hundred bucks. That's a lot. That you know what I'm saying? Expensive tools. Hey, I'm just gonna delete this whole section of the fucking thing. Like, I was gonna like delete names of companies and stuff. Like, you know what? I'm just gonna fucking I'm gonna slice this piece out of there. Hey, but you know what? You know, you know. We, you know what we're talking about. Pause it up, man. Fuck it. Nah, nah. I'm going to wrap it up here in a second. <laughs> it's funny, though. It sounds good. I like it. Because we all done some fucking... I, I can't even think. Yeah. I, I never really tried to add up on the type lawnmowers. You know did the, all the drills. You know the orange igloo? Shit. Man, those are expensive now. The drill was badass, though, right? See, Appreciate it, man. Appreciate that. No. 12.5 <laughs> volt. Hell no, nah, they were like 18 volt. No, they were like, boo. Yeah. Came with batteries. I had to keep buying batteries, double A's. Double A's. Appreciate that. Yeah, you gotta get the, the black batteries and shit. The little rail. Yeah. Uh, the ones nine, they used to lick when you were a kid. Uh, is it still good? Uh, yeah, it's still good. What kind of fucking primitive... What kind fucking, of science is that? What kind of primitive... And you say we don't believe in science. Yeah. I what better science. way to know if it... What better way to know if a battery works than to shock yourself with it to oh, see how much juice it has. I mean, that's like logical. Primitive? I think it hurts, but I can't stop. Kind of primitive, but understandable. Yeah. You, you see it in the hieroglyphics of of the the hidden uh, pyramid temples underneath that are carved out where they're licking on on nine volt batteries. <laughs> and they used to work for a, 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 a liquor store to see if they. Y'all know what's coming up later. Edited Man. segment. Nothing but company men. Company men. Hey, don't put that there. If you caught me stealing a fucking bottle, it was over with. And I had to be sneaky with that shit. So much crime from <laughs> Jim Beam. And right. I didn't really drink that much, but I always had a bottle for me. But in Scotch, I was, I was a Scotch drinker, so I, that's what I had. Well, you drink. put it like just... Hell no, I didn't bring the cases and shit. Come in mm-hmm. cases, right? <laughs> Carlos, step outside. Five-0 waiting for you. Oh, damn.
Man, it's just crazy though, man. It's it's like, it opens up so many ideas that come on, you think these people aren't thinking about it? They pay people for this. Then you get multi-billion dollar companies to back you and shit and these ideas, man. The, the the future is is unpredictable and it's scary. Especially now because of how much technology we have and we keep getting better at it. Yeah. So it's not far-fetched, man, as to how we can be controlled and dominated. Which really our freedom just gets taken away and now we're just a system. Just, just a number in the just system. Just a number in the system. Exactly. Yeah, hey. Okay, thesis, baby, because we're going to wrap it up here shortly, but thesis. Okay, something about, remember in the Bible, some about the number of the beast, right? People that have it on their hand or on their forehead. Yeah. I wonder, what is that? People say a chip, a tattoo across your face. But you know what? I think I kind of see an image. I'm running out of time. Just a real quick, but I'm going to do a whole show about it, guys. So be, be prepared. It's not, it's not that there's a number tattooed on you. It's that you are not a person you are a number you're when a it says and and on their face was a number because you're not you're not an individual anymore all you are is a number in the system of government or whatever you That's know what we already it, are. Why it's going to have social security it, it's going to feed you it's going to provide for you you know what that is communism socialism bam baby that's what we do here at thesis what do you think about that baby i'm going to break a, i'm going to break a whole show down on that one man and see we get clues from ancient writings, and I want to tell everybody that's what the best part about it is. Know your history. Yes. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap this show up. I want to thank my host, because uh, we are here in the bunker, my good friend Dean. Appreciate you for having us here today, host of Mind of Mankind. Los here. We had a great time together tonight. Had a great discussion, Top uh, covered many topics, and I'm glad that last part came up because I will do a show on that. And uh, you will see that soon. So thank you for being here with us. Check your feet soon. And uh, I will catch you, uh, eh, you know, in a while. Thanks, guys. This is Thesis. Everything is everything with your host, Jay Marie.